0: Welcome to the Secrets Women Keep podcast. I am your secret keeper and confidant, Lauren White. I'm a qualified counsellor and sexologist, madam of a secret society, author of Permission, and a witty, highly intuitive lounge room dancing introvert. I help you as an exceptional woman in entrepreneurship to see, love, and trust all the parts of yourself, especially the unseen. Let's pull back the curtain, light the candelabra, and remove the mask. These are the secrets women keep. Hello, and welcome to the Secrets Women Keep podcast. I am your host and confidant, Lauren White. And in today's solo episode, we're going to talk about the secrets of being hearing impaired. Yes, you heard that right. I am someone who experiences hearing impairment and I no longer want to keep it a secret. It's something that I have tried to conceal and then sometimes been comfortable with sharing. Then I've tried to conceal it again. Like, can I take it back? But Make no mistake in me talking about it today, it is going to be out there in the world for good. So if you are a hearing impaired person, particularly if you're a young hearing impaired person, I want you to know that you're not alone. That is the message in every episode of The Secrets Women Keep, you are not alone now, I was, mm, how was it? I was in my 20s when I got diagnosed with tinnitus and um and hearing loss in both ears. And that was a pretty big diagnosis to receive. I had experienced the stress of a recent uh life crisis, trying to blow my life up depressive episode, and realized that it had really affected my hearing. I was feeling like I couldn't hear clarity as well, and so I got into my local audiologist, got the test done, and found out for certain that I qualified for hearing devices. This diagnosis and this treatment plan wasn't incredibly surprising to me. In the maternal Line of my family, there is hearing impairment uh, for every member. My grandfather and his siblings, my mum and her sibling, and yes, I was the lucky one who was bestowed with the hearing loss as well. Maybe because I am so much like my mum, I was born on her birthday, and maybe it's a special gift that she has given me (laughs) uh, in this lifetime. I try to make light of it because in all honesty, if I think about the fact that I have tinnitus, if I sit there in silence and focus on tinnitus, I will well and truly definitively go mad. If you don't know what tinnitus is, it's a consistent ringing in the ears and it can take on different pictures. For me, the ringing is worse in my uh, right ear and uh, my left ear functions a little bit better as well. Even so, I still need hearing devices and they They recommend hearing devices not just for hearing loss or hearing impairment, but they recommend them for tinnitus as well because what can happen is if you don't wear hearing devices, then you can experience death of the nerves within your ear canal and ability to hear and your brain and wearing hearing devices keeps neuroplasticity at play so that you can not... uh, not go through a degenerative pathway as quickly as you would if you weren't wearing hearing devices. I hope all of that makes sense. So I was about 20, I think I was about 28 years old, yeah, 28 years old when I first got fitted with devices. And as much as the audiologist said, don't be ashamed, don't like worry about it. It's natural. It's just like wearing glasses. It's never really, really felt that way to me. I have been through a real journey with my hearing loss over the years, mainly because I've felt a sense of not belonging around it and a sense of shame around it. I mean, after all, I'm a listener. I'm paid to listen to people. And my big fear was fear of judgment and fear that people wouldn't be able to trust me because they'd be concerned that I wouldn't hear something that they said. So I promised myself when I got my hearing devices that I'd always wear them in work situations. Really interesting, right? I didn't promise myself to wear them in my personal life. And that says a lot about what I valued. It was like, I value my work life. I value being a therapist to women. So I'm going to wear my hearing devices in those situations because they're very important. Poor Ed at home, I would take them out and miss things that he was saying. Um, poor Ed has really put up with... um put up with so much um in terms of my hearing loss over the years and been extremely patient and I'm going to get back to him in just a sec and give him a massive shout out around it but was dedicated to wearing them at work but would just not wear them all the time It took years. I think it took seven years maybe of going, okay, I actually have to wear them all the time. I have to wear them when I'm going to the shops. I have to wear them if we're going out to a restaurant. I have to wear them if we're seeing friends. I have to wear them in all these other situations. Pretty much the only situations I don't wear them in is in the shower When I'm going to bed and when I'm doing certain forms of exercise, uh, because wearing them in the pool is not going to (laughs) be very helpful. And it's been a real test of my spirit. There have been times uh, where it creates enormous frustration. And anyone who is hearing impaired will be able to relate to this. You miss out on a lot of jokes. You miss out on a lot of like lines like the line like the real clincher of the joke the real the really good juicy bit where everyone bursts out laughing you miss it you miss the nuances of the words or it's delivered really quickly and you miss it and everyone's laughing like fuck I didn't get the butt of the joke I didn't get the I didn't get the you know real pinnacle of the joke I missed out And it's easy to spiral very quickly in that situation and to make it mean that you don't belong or that um, it's about your intelligence or that uh, you have this hearing impairment which is so stigmatised and only old people have hearing impairments and why am I a young person that's hearing impaired? And there's a whole array of stories as to what you can make that situation mean At the crux of it, what really hurts is the not belonging and not being able to keep up with, uh, the group or feel like you're in on the joke. That's a big experience in bonding and being hearing impaired makes a lot of situations challenging, noisy restaurants, um, talking, sometimes even talking in the car with like all of the external noise, uh, Concerts are challenging. Uh, Watching certain programs is challenging. And my life has changed since having only streaming services. We've had only streaming services for about, gosh, six years now, I think. And it just changed my quality of life because I can use subtitles for every program. And it means that I never miss a thing. And even Ed appreciates it too because there are nuances and subtleties and really softly spoken language that is really hard to hear that they will still include subtitles for and you catch other things that you wouldn't catch even if your hearing is 110% amazing. Technology for the win for hearing impairment, for reducing isolation, for helping people like me to feel included and that we can just follow the storyline and follow what's happening with much greater speed than if we were watching with no subtitles. What happens is you're listening to the dialogue and you're still. You process it at a different level because you have to try and use sometimes use lip reading and what you think you heard and make sure it's like a double-checking, fact-checking system in your brain and you process that information. You're still processing that information to make sure you heard what you think you heard and there's more dialogue already happening that you've got to then try and catch up with. That can make for a lot of frustration But subtitles take away that frustration. They are an absolute gift for the hearing impaired community, the deaf community, the hard of hearing community. And it's funny, we've sometimes had people come around and go, oh, you got subtitles on, yeah, (laughs) like that. And they just haven't put two and two together. And admittedly, I've just got yeah, it's because I need them. It's because they it means that I can catch everything. People just don't understand the importance of it and how much value they have. To people like me and people like my mom, because she needs them as well. To really enjoy a program, you can't enjoy something where you're missing half of it, where you feel like you're catching up. Yeah, so... I am grateful for being hearing impaired in this day and age. Technology is really changing uh, how we can access information and the world. And part of the reason why I love words so much, and I love the spoken word, hence I'm starting a podcast, but I love the written word because I know that I can really mull and marinate on something and take it in and it's got nothing to do with my hearing, that I can just take my time to respond to messages and to read what people express on on social media and to not have to try and overcompensate by turning up the volume, whereas my hearing impairment isn't even about volume, it's about frequency. And on that note, just make sure that you know the difference. Hearing impairment isn't about just turn the volume up and it'll be okay. A lot of it's about not being able to hear certain frequencies And some devices that make little beep, 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 we will not hear that. I will not hear that. I will not hear my hair color, for example, go beep, 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 to say that it's done. In my right ear, I can't hear it. In my left ear, I can hear it. Left ear, I can hear it very faintly. So small little activities in daily life, we or I am affected by. I am, there is a sense of me being held back. There is a sense of me not being... Included and me not feeling like I belong. And I've really tried to change that story, that narrative, and to make my own space for myself in the world and to use the mediums that work well for me and my hearing and, uh, and keep me connected. Um, and a big thing that has helped with my hearing impairment is speaking up about it when I'm in environments that are traditionally challenging. So one thing I did early on in my self-exploration when I started going to workshops and retreats and doing intensives around uh, learning about my sexuality for myself and my sexuality work and practice was I would tell the facilitators very early on, I have a hearing impairment. So if you if you notice me sitting near you, it's because it's so I make sure I don't miss anything. Um, and I made that a habit and that really changed things. And it's really make sure that people are not just looking after you, but anyone else that has a hearing impairment that might not ha- be at the point where they're ready to admit it. I don't know why, but just, it feels so different from wearing glasses or having poor vision. It just... I'm someone who's worn glasses for a long time and I can tell you right now, there's no stigma about wearing glasses as an adult because you can get funky frames and make it really cool and um really own it and incorporate it into your personality. But hearing devices, when are they gonna be cool? When are they gonna be fashionable? When are they gonna when's it gonna look amazing to have some clunky thing sitting on top of your ear? I don't really have an answer to that although I know companies are out there trying but to me it just still doesn't feel I'm still not at a place of own it cool it's amazing like make it your superpower I have dabbled with that and I wax and wane with it I'm just being really honest I'm not there yet I'm not there yet it's uh yeah it's a um it's one that's intensely frustrating because I just want to be able to hear everything and not miss what people say and never miss a thing don't want any more fomo so there are some things that I would like you to know if you're um if you're not really experienced with what it's like to be hearing impaired. I just want you to know that. You know, last year during COVID was particularly stressful for people who are hearing impaired. Not because people with hearing impairment have any problem with wearing masks for the sense of safety and disease prevention, but talking through a mask is really hard for us to hear. It's so painful. It's really hard to hear someone speaking through a mask. And that was, that was and is a challenge that we continue to face. And if there's anything that you can, if someone feels, looks like they're struggling, if there's anything that you can write down for them, that is such a gift because I have tried to make orders at restaurants and um wearing a mask and staff wearing mask and um just feeling that communication breakdown and then inevitably Ed just steps in for me and does it because I give him the look and it's a look of I don't understand, which every hearing impaired person and their partner will know very, very well. And um that makes me feel a bit stupid and makes me feel a bit dumb. It's a bit like the lady's gotta look to her man to answer the thing for the staff member but i just in that moment i just have to surrender i can't hear it's muffled and it's muted and what hearing impaired people need is clarity we need clarity we need transcripts we need subtitles we just need to we still want to hear and use our senses in that way we just need a bit of backup um a bit of support in that So I just want you to know, just be mindful if someone's not picking up what you're putting down. It's not a reflection of intelligence. It could well be that they've got a hearing impairment and they're not necessarily wearing hearing devices, so you might not be able to tell. And some hearing devices are getting really small and quite well um, concealed, so you might not necessarily see that they've got a hearing device. But, um, yeah, just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. It's very are yeah really helpful for us as hearing impaired folk and if you're a hearing impaired person I want you to know that I know it's frustrating you're not alone we are so fortunate to have so many ways of sending texts and reading texts and typing out texts in this day and age that if you need it for more services and speak up and just let them know that you'd rather them email than call you or use a text or um, and you can even do that with therapy as well something that I've always offered over the year is email support and now moving into this next chapter text and messaging support because I know that there are different things that you can express by the written word especially if you are hearing impaired and that can be immensely liberating yeah so be patient with us hearing impaired folk we are doing the best we can it's not because we are being uh we don't have an attitude we're not um, being combative in any way by saying pardon or you know, there's no, there's no, nothing malicious about it. It's simply because we're trying to seek clarification in a world that feels very muffled and muted to so many of us. And please know that if it's frustrating for you, it's really frustrating for us. And one of the most beautiful questions you can ask a hearing impaired person is, okay, I realized that we didn't, um, I didn't speak very clearly to to you just now, what could help make it clearer? Ed said this to me just a week ago, even though I've been hearing impaired for years, and it felt incredibly empowering to be acknowledged in that way. And I think it was, we were in the car and there was lots of noise and part of his voice dropped off at the end and tapered out and I just missed it. And he kept repeating what he was saying and getting frustrated. And I was saying to him, I heard the beginning of what you said, but I'm not getting the point of what you're saying because I can't hear the ending. Because you just drop out and you speed it up and you it's like everything goes into a frequency that I can't quite access. And just having that conversation was a, another good reminder that the conversation doesn't just happen once, that you know, things can be okay for a while and frustrations can boil up and you need to have that conversation again about what you need in terms of what you can hear and volume and frequency and environment and context and all of those things because it's very influential as to how much you can take in and what you can, what, what, how you, how you interpret the input of this world and of this life. Yeah. And nothing, you know, I will try my best to uh, surrender to my hearing impairment. I am very excited about getting new devices soon. And as it's been a long road with these ones and really excited about the technology that is to come that will Make sure that I'm always included, and some of that technology is having special sounds streamed through your hearing devices via Bluetooth so that you can like recondition your tinnitus in a way and not have to hear it and you know things like that just make me so excited. it's we're worlds apart from where we used to be. I still think we've got a long way to go though in terms of making it a far more friendly world for the hearing impaired. So let's not give up and I'll keep speaking about it and trying to promote content in a way that is hearing impaired friendly. I have not done 100% on that part and I'm pledging to you now that I will do that through subtitles and through more text and making sure that everyone can hear and read and take in everything that I have to share here in person and online. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. Remember to share it on Instagram and tag me in the posts so that I can share it beyond you and your network and so more women can tune in and make sure that they know that they're not alone through whatever it is that they're secretly struggling with that is the point of the podcast. I want you to know that you are never alone and I'm never going to stop reminding you of that fact. And if you don't want to miss a whisper, make sure you press subscribe now.